0: Welcome to the Peachy talks podcast with your host, Anna and Ness, where we discuss a series of topics within nutrition, health and well-being in compact and easily digestible clipets. Each
1: podcast will feature a topic of interest where we delve into concerning misconceptions, discuss leading scientific evidence and each suggest three practical
0: recommendations to take home. Hi everyone! Hope you all had a fantastic week and welcome back to the fifth episode of Peachy Talks. This week we are going to talk about obesity, which is a global health epidemic and one of the leading cause of deaths around the world. In case you didn't know, yesterday was World Obesity Day, 4th of March, and this week is Obesity Care Week. For myself and Anna, I wanted to pay a special tribute to this week as we both specialize in the field of obesity. So, let's make a start by explaining what is obesity in simple terms. So, obesity is a complex progressive disease which is characterized by um, excessive accumulation of body fat and most people blame obesity um, on poor dietary and lifestyle choices such as unhealthy diets or lack of physical activity. However, It is important to say that obesity is not just about nutrition. It is a multifactorial disease with a strong genetic component.
1: Statistics show that 800 million people are currently living with obesity. It is projected that if current trends continue, more than 1 billion individuals or 20% of the world's population are predicted to be obese by 2030. Now, as well as adult obesity, childhood obesity is expected to increase by 60% over the next decade, which will reach 250 million by 2030. As Ness mentioned, obesity is a multifactorial disease, so let's talk about the roots of obesity. There are a number of factors contributing to obesity, like genetic component, hormonal and metabolic factors, psychological and behavioral factors, cultural and socioeconomic factors, chronic sleep loss, which is basically poor sleep, dietary and physical activity factors, as well as other factors, including medication, major life events, Availability in terms of third world countries, um, limited access to healthcare, the, and the influence of media and marketing. So, Ness, will you talk us through the treatment courses?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so when we take all these factors into consideration, we can clearly see that the treatment obesity is not as simple as eat less and move more. In fact, it requires more than that. For example, it requires education and support, weight management programs delivered by healthcare specialists, um, psychotherapeutic treatment or intensive behavioral treatments. Um is where we can introduce the use of approved weight loss medications. And the last resort would be the bariatric surgery, which is my specialty area. And as well, this is the area where myself and Anna have met and worked together in one of the uh, prestigious London hospital. So we, that's where we become more um, specialists in the field of obesity, actually. That's right, those were memories indeed, Ness. (laughs) Of course, best memories actually.
1: (laughs) And if obesity is remained untreated, it will increase the risk of developing associated health conditions like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, uh, coronary heart diseases, strokes, asthma, certain cancer types, sleep apnea, Uh, liver disease, osteoarthritis, uh, also reducing fertility, acid reflux and gallstones. Now, if we put this into present perspective, evidence tells us that people with obesity face twice the risk of hospitalisation from Mm COVID-19.
0: That's right, Anna, and that's what we are dealing most at the moment. Um, So changing the direction of our topic, I also wanted to um, touch on weight bias, uh, which is negative attitudes and beliefs about people who live with obesity. But before we talk about that, I just wanted to mention that we have um, made a little survey on our instagram page we have asked the audience what they thought the relationship of obesity and eating disorder was and the uh, answer was mainly based on food or coping mechanism comfort eaten or driven by emotions so people who have obesity are most often stigmatized and stereotyped in many aspects of their lives And um, it is common to hear that the people with obesity are lazy or they don't have enough motivation. So I strongly want to highlight that weight shouldn't dictate the way people are treated. And as a dietitian myself, I will continue to raise awareness to put a stop to weight bias and push equality forward. And I strongly believe that the size of our bodies shouldn't define who we are or the limits what we can achieve as a person and everyone should be treated with dignity and respect at the end of the day. Absolutely Ness, that was beautifully said and I agree with you
1: 100 percent. Also evidence indicates that shaming individuals with weight related issues does not motivate positive behaviour changes. To the contrary, experiencing weight bias could lead to the development of eating disorders and obesity This is why Eating Disorder and Obesity Awareness Week are merged into the same week. For example, individuals with obesity experiencing weight stigma often turn to unhealthy eating behaviours in line with eating disorder symptomology, such as fasting, extreme dieting, frequent episodes of binge eating and compulsive exercise. Experiencing weight bias can also promote the avoidance of exercise. For example, avoiding exercise in public for fear of being shamed for their weight and maladaptive eating habits like binge eating, which is related to the emotional stress of experiencing bias. These could all lead or promote weight gain. In summary, obesity is not just about weight. It's a complex relapsing disease that needs to be treated by a holistic multidisciplinary approach. Treatment of obesity requires continuous care, support and encouragement provided by the specialist healthcare professionals. So Ness, to wrap this episode
0: up, please, can you tell us what your recommendations are for this week? And so Anna, uh, thank you for the great information about emerging eating disorder and the obesity, such a useful um, thing to know actually. And my first recommendation would be eat less and more, doesn't fix obesity. We need to take all the other factors into consideration to optimize or prevent the, the disease. Um, And my second recommendation would be individuals shouldn't be blamed for their obesity as obesity is often driven by forces outside of the person's control. And because of that, everyone should be treated in respect and dignity at the end of the day. And my third uh, recommendation is education, continuous support and care are the first three elements of prevention and treatment of the disease. So we need to Uh, focus on these heavily I think and what are your recommendations Anna I'm very uh, interested to hear as well (laughs) (laughs) so you had
1: fantastic recommendations Ness I must say my recommendation is sort of an exercise for the listeners this week Um, so firstly pick a food or ingredient of your choice second be curious about that particular food or any different type of food that you choose And lastly, educate yourself about that food. What does it do for your body? Notice how this makes you feel. Um, So understanding your choice of food is a great way of building a good relationship with your food. So that's the aim of the exercise.
0: That's great recommendations, Anna. So I would like to thanks for everyone joining us this week. And I hope you all had enjoyed it as much as myself and Anna enjoyed it while we were preparing this week's episode. And next week, we are going to talk about sleep, guys. So
1: you can find us on our social media page, Instagram at peachy.talks. Until next weekend, hashtag stay peachy. Stay healthy.